On this episode of Tabletop Continuum, make a stealth throw with advantage to hop on the wagon and listen in on the bunny journey of our Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Making their way to the Crystal Caves on orders from the bounty folk, Postal Karma learned that being adventurers means you see and hear things you thought untrue in ways unexpected indeed. As we say, welcome, welcome, welcome to the world of Morris. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Tabletop Continuum. This is Ty. Um Robin. Austin. Valkyrie. And Melissa. So how did you like last week? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was an experience. A little sad towards the end, but you have some food in your system. Well, Spicy some food. of us even now have some food going into our systems. Uh, some of us have some nice pasta, which is nice. But how about we have a little bit of a recap? Recap time! Yes, please. Right, oh, so where last we left off? This is going to be a lot simpler than the ones before. So, led to the bounty folk by your unusual companion, Corey, you all were given a very chaotic welcome, where your lives were seemingly on the line should you refuse to become part of the bounty folk. In reality, Lord and Lady Omeric, uh, the current leaders of the Bounty Folk, clarified to you Corey's dark humor that there is not only choice, but also a call of collaboration up among your party and the Bounty Folk. Um, it seems that your name has spread to here, but no familiar faces outside of your human bardic friend who also scared the bejeebus out of y'all seem to be the bearer of such news to the guild. Regardless, after being given tour of the building by a peculiar fairy who called herself Lita Plumis, um, you all began reconciliation with Cory after he apologized for how we brought you guys to the Bounty Folk. Um, after some breakfast and also the night prior some 
memories and trauma being brought up. Um, now with your bellies full and gear on you, the bounty folk begins to sort of lighten up once more as it did when you first came here as people start to crowd around uh, numerous uh, boards in the different in the different sub guilds as there is also one uh, near the pillar that's sort of the center of the building this one uh, this board about 20 feet tall and about 15 feet wide so many papers of different posters and inquiries but all of you know and remember that you still have your initiation uh, to prepare for so with that what are y'all doing Well, Siobhan would probably like to get in some early morning uh, sparring and or training because she doesn't know what the hell we're going to face today. Mm. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, Sorry, Angus, you were going to say something? Uh, I'm probably going to find a nice, quiet spot to just do some journaling. Alright. It'll be my morning routine until we're heading out. <laughs> Not really going to practice any of my magics, because don't really feel the need to. Right. What about the rest of you? Um Yorgia is going to remind everyone to pray to their respective deities and um set out the altar and leave some offerings out on the um, on the altar to hopefully get some favor from the gods. Where are you putting the altar exactly? Is it back? Is it with the puppers in the stable? Is it in the room that you kind of bunked in? The room that we bunked in. Okay. Fair enough. Which, for those that uh, see the altar, which I believe the only ones that bunked with Yorgia were Angus and Cree, you realize something. The uh, you realize something that might that might throw you off a little bit, depending on how much that you have researched or how much that you feel connected to the Rainbow Pantheon. Um, the sigil that represents Galapar, um, is in the center of the altar, whereas normally the center would be left for, uh, figures such as Otmaris or, uh, the, the Celestial Twins or something of that nature. Galapar being in the center, you're, no, for those that would be really intrigued by it, Definitely seems off-kilter. Imbalanced. So, technically, probably only Kree, since Angus doesn't know a lot about Raymond gods, right? Would She would be most likely. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, the only ones who would see this would be Kree and Angus, since she's the one that they're the ones that she's bunking with. But and Angus doesn't really kind of care. <laughs> um. So, I suppose the others will come to see that at another time. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, well, Kree's not going to say anything about Galapar being in the middle, despite that not being where Galapar usually is in that terms. But she's definitely going to kind of, like... Uh, she it's like she just takes notice of it, kind of, but she's not going to say anything. Fair enough. For the rest of you, um, those that wish to go to the training grounds, you you ask around or you find it yourselves, whichever, and you do a bit of sparring there with either some dummies or uh, members of other sub guilds. Um, after about oh. Uh, 30, that wasn't oh. what Kree was going to do in the morning. Um, oh, what are you going to do? Kree was actually going to go wander around. Mm. Okay, are you looking for anything in particular, or are you just kind of meandering? She's mostly meandering because it's just, she's she wants to get, like, a better look at this place. Um, so, she just kind of, like, she took note of where Angus decided to sit down so that she'd be able to find him again, and then just kind of wandered off. Just walking mm. around, see, seeing the sights kind of thing. Like, well, she's mostly just very curious. Well, first off, there is a lot of people with of a lot of different sizes. You see some people who are very tall, very buff, very grayish white in their in their skin tone. You see other folks that are tall as well, but relatively lean. But they have some really interesting horns. They they have some really long, thick, and scaly tails. You see. Um, other folk, like various, various different types of elf, uh, some that look familiar to especially one particular person that from your memory. The, it is a cacophony of various types of looks, sounds, like even there's, you, you even now realize there, depending on the area, like the sub guild that you kind of look at, the lights that are in that area are tinted in a different hue depending on the depending on the area. Some are more pinkish, some are more yellowish, some are more bluish. All right. Okay. So anytime she like passes somebody who's like really really tall, like she. Oh, there's like, also a few like, short looks... people too. There's also quite a few short yeah. people too. Yeah, but like for, I mean, like people who are shorter than Green, like while she doesn't come across very often, like she's not like, it's like it's people who are very very tall, 
that like she kind of like um as she passes them she kind of like looks up at them just kind of like not in like a she's mostly just like oh my gosh really tall but she doesn't say that just looking at him like that as she passes by and there's a very good chance that she she's mostly looking up at everything so there's a good chance that she's going to run into someone or something because she's not paying attention to where she's <laughs> well in that case why don't you roll me perception at disadvantage all right Okay, I nat one. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also say that like I want to look the first the first one was an eleven and I was like, all right, hold on, let me grab my character sheet. It's up, I just had to switch to the right page real quick. And I was right. like, all right. So that first one's eleven, and then I rolled nat one, I'm like, never mind. <laughs> all right, well I will save that for what you want to do, Anchor? I was wanting to look for Cree to have a little talk. Okay, you can roll me investigation as Cree. You don't bump into a person. Rather, you meet the cousin of Mr. and Mrs. Cobblestone, Mix's uh, Brick, as you kind of slam a little bit into um, one of the outer pillars that kind of create the the structure for the outer area of the the of like the center here <laughs> you you've been walking around and you've been kind of seeing all the sides you didn't realize that you've been kind of circling yourself and then just boom Owie. she she like she backs up like and kind of like looks around like make sure like it wasn't like something dangerous she walked into rumps her face, um, steps around it, and then just continues meandering. <laughs> Roll me perception again at disadvantage. Right. I rolled a 16. A 15? 16. Oh, okay. 16. Okay, well, you see Cree. <laughs> what what sorry, you got, Cree? Well, I haven't rolled the second time, but I just want it to be known that I rolled a nat 20 the first time. <laughs> Uh, Woohoo! Right. Uh, I you said perception, what... right? It's a fifteen. Yeah, I want to perception know what. At disadvantage. Oh. Yeah, at disadvantage, I got a fifteen because my second roll was a ten. Okay. I wanted to know what I rolled before he rolls that second perception because I wanted to find her. Okay. <laughs> well, with the sixteen, you you see her. You didn't see her bump herself into uh, Mex's brick, but <laughs> you see uh, Cree currently kind of meandering uh, towards the the far end of the uh, of the bounty folk. Um, a bit close to uh, one of the sub-guilds, actually. Which sub-guild? Did I uh, roll high enough to know? <laughs> with, with a 15, yeah, I'll say that you can make out that you were standing um, in front of the runic face. Okay. Um, where where are the Sentinels of Hue from here? Um, shoot, I need to hold my map for that. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, 
crap, I cannot find my map. <laughs> um, I mean, there really isn't a lot of space. That You don't have to do a lot of walking from guild to guild. Like, probably... Um, a hundred feet of walking in between. Maybe a little bit more, but it's, like, not even two, three minutes of walking in between uh, for the entrances. So the Sentinels wouldn't be that far as is. Well, she kind of, like, she looks up at the runic face, kind of remembers that eventually she needs to choose, like, a guild. Um, and because, like, she hasn't gotten the chance to, like, look at it yet, she is going to, uh, just kind of, like, trot off towards the Sentinels a few. Alright. This time, she it's less she's looking up and stuff. She's actually, like, trying to pay attention to where she's going. She still does get distracted by uh, Sparklies, um, but she's, <laughs> say, she's, she's being a bit more, like, conscious of where she's going. I'm going to follow Cree. Okay. Are you are you trying to be quiet about it or No, I I'm just going to follow her uh Cree. Hmm? Can we talk in private later if you're not busy? She kind of like um looks she kind of like uh gives him a a, a kind of like questioning look um and then um okay i'm going to go look at the sentinels a few all right want me to come with you you don't have to i'm having fun wandering around all right well, that was a short interaction. <laughs> so you're going, you're, you're going into kind of the lobby for the Sentinels, yeah? Yeah, she kind of just like, she's, she like pokes her head in first, and then she just kind of like walks inside. Coming inside, um, you were able to see the front of the lobby as is, considering all of the fronts of, for all the lobbies for the subguilds are open. Um, the doors aren't really until you go to, uh, the back of the lobby where you have either the dorms or sort of these special designated areas, but the lobby for the Sentinels of Hue, um, is very homely. Um, given your experiences, Cree, would you say that you had ever, <laughs> yeah, wait, give... With your experience, would you say that you have been to or heard of what... Well, I mean, I should not be asking this because technically you have. So, remember so the... She's had, like, a single proper home in her entire life. Well, I was trying to think of a particular nice... spot. Um, you oh, okay. remember the kind of dining area from, like, the the inn... And the brothel from the Highland Smithshire. Mm -hmm. the, the, the lobby for the Sentinels of Hue looks like an expanded um, sort of 
uh, tavern-style mess hall with a, a stage uh, towards the uh, back center um, where that was where actually some of the bards were uh, playing last night during dinner. Um, there are a few... There's an open space in the in the middle, like straight middle, so that you can get to uh, either the stage or a small bar that is over on the left side, taking like a little bit of space with a door uh, behind it, probably going into a kitchen or a winery, um, as well as a um, towards the right of the stage is a small uh, board with a whole bunch of papers. Uh, and a few uh, different colored things on there, a few pins keeping the papers there, um, and a few inquiries uh, related to occupations, uh, different ideas for a charge or for a reward. All right, well... Um, also, when you like step a... in, oh. you smell... You, it's aromatic. It's not quite the aroma that you expected. It's a combination of some sweets, um, some breads, and also a few things that smell like they're kind of going bad. Kind of like wrinkles or nose at the bad smelling stuff. Um... But, uh, she kind of, like, she takes a look around and sort of meanders her way towards the, uh, I think it was the right of the stage where the board was, because she just wants to get a closer mm. look at it. Okay. Yeah, you see, um, a few papers related to, um, calls for either a musician or some sort, uh, someone that is connected to the arts in any way for varying uh, uh, simple or adventure-related tasks. Some of them are as simple and as tragic as bringing uh, music and giving a funeral rite, um, and some of them are as complicated as accompanying um, some members of another sub-guild to go on a uh, to go out to get some materials from say a dragon oh <laughs> all right well she she's kind of looking at it so are there a lot of people in like the um like the tavern area or whatever the like lobby area right now is there anybody on the stage uh, around the um... bar not currently on the stage. There is one person that was that's over at the bar, and you see a few people uh, kind of scattered on the uh, about the tables that are closer to the entrance of the lobby. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Kree doesn't know what to do now. She wanted to check this place out. Um. But now that she's here, she's kind of she's like checked it out. She's like not quite sure what to do now. I mean, there's drapes at the stage, and the drapes are pretty. Drapes are pretty. <laughs> Actually, you know what she's gonna do? Um, 
she wants to take a look at the stage. She won't go on the stage, but she wants to get closer to it just to, you know, she's just looking at things right now. Mm. She's exploring. Well, the the stage is small, especially given how the lobby is. It's not claustrophobically small, but it, it's still relatively small. You can only probably fit like a small band of five on there if you don't mind being really tight. Uh, the very front of the stage has uh, spots dedicated to uh, candles to light um, should there be any late night um, songs or escapades. Okay, neat. The drapes are a rather amazing ombre uh, from the tops uh, going from a uh, a nice uh, dark red going down uh, to a a dark uh, but still notable goldenrod if maybe goldish kind of color with the bottom of the drapes uh, being embroidered with uh, very common uh, ramel designs um, including uh, simplified um, sigils of Maris and the Celestial Twins. Hmm. She she's gonna take a closer look at the uh, at the the drapes with the embroidery just because she wants to look at it closer. So she might like kind of like hold it for a second, just kind of like look at it. She's just looking at stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me investigation super quick. Anything that's, like, pretty or shiny, she wants to look at more. Shiny! Uh, what'd you say, investigation? Yes, because I want to see... Alright, I'll give that to ya. Uh, the simplified, uh, sigils for the Celestial Twins, um, who you remember are named Galapar and Galetta, you... suddenly make the, uh, the realization that Oh, there were similar signs just like this on Enya's uh, blindfold and Carmen's gator. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that was in Kree's voice or mine. <laughs> <laughs> Por que no los dos? It was both. <laughs> <laughs> Does she, does she, well, no, I don't think she would, but, uh. Oh? I was gonna ask if she saw any, like, embroidery of, like, Ankadel or Kaigle. She don't, she doesn't think she would, but, like, out of curiosity would, like, she was, she kind of, like, looked for him for a second. Um, so you're saying she's, like, actively trying to look for them? Yeah, just to see if, uh, the simplified designs of those two are there. Uh, roll me investigation again. Nineteen. Ooh. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm actually not at the bottom of the uh, of the drapes, but actually looking up towards the uh the top of the the top of the drapes, kind of where there's like an extra uh smaller part that kind of makes the front of the stage look a lot cleaner. Um, it's patterned in sort of like a 
petal-like fashion to make it look kind of cool. But on the on the petal parts, you do uh, see the symbols of the the elemental quartet as well as Kaigel and Arapar. She kind of like smiles at that, like kind of knowing the gods she worships are up there. Anything uh, else you you want to look for? What? Uh, I'm sure you would have told me, but I just want to ask: Was there anybody um, with like a like a who was sitting in the uh, Sentinels of Hugh lobby? Was there anybody sitting in the lobby or anywhere? nearby like that she might have recognized i'm sure you would have said but i just wanted to make sure no none of them you recognize all right um well in that case she's kind of gotten her fill of here um for now at least maybe she'll come back when it's more lively but uh <laughs> i think she's gonna she's gonna head outside of the sentinels um and probably just go, um, actually, you know, she's going to go over to the, um, wherever, she's going to try and find the, the sparring place. Uh, so <laughs> she just wants to see what, um, what Siobhan is doing. Mm. Are you being, are you being a strong independent kitty that don't need no help or? <laughs> she's going to start off just trying to find it by herself. <laughs> Roll me investigation. <laughs> Doing a lot of of investigating today, Kitty. I not one again. <laughs> you. I get lost as, and end up back in the sentinels. <laughs> no, as soon as soon as you go, I want to go find Siobhan. You immediately see another fairy. Um, teeny tiny fairy kind of fly in front of you and you're like oh shiny as you get entirely distracted by the fairy and you start following them instead yeah that's on par <laughs> what about companies i'm one to just wander around awkwardly what do i do um <laughs> um are you thinking of trying to find or look at anything or anyone in particular? No. Just looking for a place to sit down or something to do. Just anything to just seem like I fit in and maybe somebody won't bother me or somebody will actually help me. <laughs> well, there is the giant quest board that's at the center of the uh, of kind of the 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 hub if you will no thanks i already have an initiation to do <laughs> i mean you can still look if you uh, all right i guess uh with that i'll, I'll say that you're close enough to the the training grounds to where you also see uh, Siobhan having a bit of fun on some, either some dummies or someone from a sub guild. What are you thinking, Siobhan? I'm thinking that I'm 
doing training. <laughs> I'm also hoping that I don't look like a total ass. <laughs> you do look like an ass, just not a total one. All right. I'm only no, part ass. ass. You're half-assed, at least. <laughs> perfect, perfect. That was real cheeky. <laughs> so, Anchor, what are you doing with this info? Awkwardly going to wander closer and just watch. Just, just watch. <laughs> um, Siobhan, you want to try and describe a little bit on what uh, you're doing over at the training ground? You could also make yeah. up, like, any individual that you're sparring, if you wish. Oh, cool. Okay, so, yeah, Siobhan kind of started off with uh, the dummies um, and the swords and the weapons and whatnot and just kind of hacking away at those. Uh, and then someone else came along, maybe a couple of guild members or members members of various guilds came along and um, they started to uh, spar together. So I'm just kind of uh, sparring with a couple of, uh, with a couple of dudes. You know what? For craps and giggles... Uh, let's see. Roll me acrobatics. Because I want to see how... I want to roll for one of these folk. And how you... That how you roll will determine how well you stay on your feet and maybe have a a victory in your sparring. Okay, let's see. That's a dirty 20. Okay, yeah. You got it. As uh, one of the um, people that comes up towards you, um, a, lee a relatively toned um, elven individual um, with uh, lighter uh, skin and very dark uh, hair uh, bluish eyes uh, comes up to uh, try and get a side sweep on you but you manage to not only dodge out of the way but you also swiftly kind of come back in dodging uh, their sword as you pick them up flip them over and slam them onto their back on the ground as <laughs> you victoriously hold uh, your uh, whatever weapon that you have uh, right towards uh, the under the underside of their chin of like this is my win nice <laughs> and anchor you do see this what do I see sorry I zoned out <laughs> You saw Siobhan effect. She picked up uh, this uh, elven gentleman and just threw them onto their back onto the ground. And now she's towering over them and uh, kind of crouching over them, trapping them on the ground in a uh, in a pose that's going like, "This is my win." Anchor claps. 
but, Siobhan, oh, sorry, Anchor. But also, Anchor's not as enthusiastic about it because this is still a new place to him and it still feels very awkward here. <laughs> Siobhan turns to Anchor and gives him a thumbs up and then sees the look on his face and it's like, what? <laughs> I think we gave your friend a bit of a show. I think so, too. She hops off the person and extends uh, a hand to help them get to their feet. Uh, he takes your, your hand, uh, kind of grabbing you, um, actually, by your arm a little bit, just above your wrist, while you uh, help him up. Cool. Yeah, she kind of, like, does the whole step, step steps back and counterweight thing and just kind of hauls him to his feet. He lets go, uh, kind of dusting some of the um, whatever that got on the front of his uh, front of his legs before trying to get everywhere else. I'd say that was pretty good. I definitely say that Lord and Lady Almeric have struck gold once again with finding you. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. It takes one to no one, I, I suppose. You fought well, also. <laughs> You uh, gave me quite the match. Thank you. Oh, probably should have said my name before we got to sparring. <laughs> Lucille Morazes, uh, he says as he extends his uh, hand out uh, in a handshake. She takes it and uh, shakes it vig vigorously, like like a, <laughs> like, a like, like a bro hand, like yeah. <laughs> Eventually, uh, Lucille lets go, uh, looking between you, Siobhan, and then to Anchor. So, shouldn't you so, have your initiation? I would assume that Lord and Lady Omeric would have given you directions by now. Siobhan toys with her sword, because she's kind of not too hep on the whole, this whole in initiation thing. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose so. That's, yes. that's coming. Look, I know... Take it from me, I'm rather recent to hear myself. Uh, I... Take my word with a grain of salt. This has been, weirdly enough, a, a bit of a... Blessing for me with knowing how the uh, with the, how the bounty folk was first made and what the Elmerics are trying to achieve now with the bounty folk, it's rather astonishing. In in a way, I think they know how to find the right people. Those people being those who have lost near everything. Uh, did the uh, did the bounty folk find you as well? Yes, I don't want to get into a whole lot of it, but long story short, I was a, a member of a open reservation towards the uh, mountains in one of the upper parts of the 
Ikrai lands, but there was a misunderstanding that put my life on the line, and in a blink of an eye, I went from having a wife, children, a role in society, to being a riffraff. But, oh. now, uh, but now you're here, and the guild has saved you from all of that, yes? Definitely in one way. I I don't want to say it that way, because that makes it seem very... Not, not what it's meant to be. The, the body folk gave me the materials to save myself. I found them by chance in my in my predicament but with me being able to prove not only to them but to myself that i can work to survive then i've found a new home i've found a new means to do more than just survive seems a bit too easy to me Do you remember what Lord and Lady Amerig said about the Miskir Kingdom, the monarchy? Mm -mm. Why are you in lightness once more? They have connections to the monarchy that they are rightfully abusing in order to give all of us resources. The Bounty focus, we know it now, is attempting to become more than just an autonomous region, but trying to bring a revolution. Sure, some things are a little too easy now, but everything seems too easy sometimes. Seems too easy to become part of a city in the Mitzker kingdom when you are not human until you realize that you are nothing but a face and you still deal with so much strife. I'm sorry that the Mitzker monarchy put you through all of that. And I'm very glad that you ended up here in a place where you feel like yourself. Yes, well, I don't know much about your about your circumstances, but hopefully, despite what sounded to be a rather unpleasant welcome, maybe there'll be something here that you'll find solace in as well. Maybe. Maybe. Just see things realistically. Don't see the bounty folk with rose-colored with rose-colored spectacles, but neither in a monochrome. All right, then. I'll I'll try. 
Thank you for the advice and the match. You are a worthy opponent. <laughs> you are as well. Which, going back to introductions, I don't believe you told me your name. Ah, right. Hmm. I suppose it would be customary since you told me everything about yourself, Lucille. I am Siobhan. Siobhan O'Klain. Nice to meet you, Siobhan. And what about yourself then, uh, Mr. Tallman? Anchor. Is that tall? Tall enough. Certainly taller than me. As you notice, Lucille is about like two inches shorter than you, Siobhan. <laughs> Nice. Tyler. Yeah? Uh, it doesn't have to be right now, but uh, can Cree at some point, by pure chance of following random fairies she keeps seeing, run into something nearby them? I... <laughs> and that's how she finds the training groups. I, I will allow it, and for... Doesn't I will say right this in advance. Right. I mean, I'll uh, for for advance. If you feel like that is something that your character will naturally do, in any circumstance, let it happen. Okay. Unless I say otherwise, let it happen. <laughs> All right. So, so basically, what does that? I don't know if there's like a wall or like a fence or something. What what exactly is near the training grounds that would be runnable into? Well, the area that um, Siobhan and Lucille are in does have a low fence for uh, like the sparring area. Otherwise, there really isn't a lot to bump into save for people walking around with the occasional tankard maybe going to one of the kiosks uh within how, how low of a fence <laughs> um three and a half three and a half feet tall all right so basically right about crease stomach cool so as they're all standing there talking uh Cree, who is kind of like what like she has been just like following random fairies as they catch the her like, as they catch her attention. Um, and she's, like, kind of just, like, sparkly-eyed following one of them, and she just runs straight into the fence. <laughs> oh, no! Do we she see this? She just, like, hangs there Oh, yeah, all of you see this. I am she's going like, to... hangs there for a second. I'm going to disengage from this conversation and immediately go to Cree. Like, are you all right? And help her. I'm okay. I just ran into. She looks down. I, I think I ran into a fence. Yes, that, that would seem to be the case. And she looks Lucille up. kind of. Ah, I found the training grounds! <laughs> Lucille kind of looks over. Yes, indeed. Were you distracted by fairies fun. again? Yeah, they're really pretty and sparkly, and I like following them around. They're pretty lights, and I got distracted. 
Yeah, I suppose that's fair. <laughs> well, certainly but, sounds like someone's ready for adventure. Are the fairies still nearby? Yes. Sorry if she was bothering you at all. The uh, the fairy uh, kind of hums, giving like a bit of a a tone of like, ah! like, like, yeah, it's fine. As they kind of give like that that casual stewing ish kind of motion, but you can tell that it's not like anything posh or self-centered or anything it's more like a it doesn't bother me type of shoe yeah it's like she wasn't doing anything she was just following me around (laughs) yeah before the fairy uh just kind of flies off oh are you all right kree (laughs) i'm okay i've run into other things i ran into a a Big, huge um, pillar earlier, I think it was. I wasn't paying attention. Ouch. (laughs) Well, just as long as you don't hurt yourself. I'll be okay. At which point, you got... Oh, were you going to say a thing, Siobhan? Oh, no, no, you're good. (laughs) At which point... You hear a familiar voice um, and three sets of footsteps start to come um, behind uh, you two, Cree and Anchor, as one of them uh, chimes in. Well, there's three of you. Huh? I turn around to see who it is. Yeah, Cree also turns to look. It is... Lyris, Carmen, and Enya. Oh, Enya, where Enya, Enya looks to uh, your general direction, Cree. Could you get them? We need to give you a few things before you're on your way. I could go get Angus. And then she, uh, she runs off to where she remembered seeing Angus last. <laughs> she's on a mission now, so she's not getting distracted. <laughs> uh good morning. Uh Siobhan is not sure how she should address the, the collection of, of of bounty folk before her. Are, are they royalty? <laughs> I are they no not? Where Angus is. <laughs> well, you can say where Angus is. If well, you would see, like I, to say. I said I wanted to find a quiet spot to journal, but we never defined what that quiet spot was because I have no idea where a quiet spot would be found here. I mean, in this the most time. quiet spot would probably be back in the room that you bunked in. Is there a quiet spot that's not in there? <laughs> the stables. <laughs> sure. <laughs> then that's where Angus All right, is. Then. Well, then with that then, you, no. with that then, I will say that you have struggled to keep your journal clean because Moonjumper has been giving you slobbery kisses all morning. 
I've just I, I have one hand that is just dedicated to being next to Moonjumper's mouth so he can slobber all over it. <laughs> it's gross, but he's also relatively used to large animals, so it's not that alien to him. Oh my god. Had at which point, going back to uh, Siobhan and the others, um, the the three of them, uh, well, Enya especially, gives like a soft chuckle. Don't worry, we we get that a lot. Just heads of the bounty folk. What we we don't really mind what you call us. Just don't no insults. <laughs> no, no, I I would never insult I would never on purpose. I would never on on purposely. Purposely, I would never purposely insult you. <clears throat> uh picks up sword, cleans it. <laughs> Carmen um you see Carmen's uh shoulders kind of move up and down a little bit as he begins to sign and uh, Lyris uh, translates. Oh, no, you're fine. Our own personal humor. Sorry, my sister my, my sister can seem kind of dry sometimes. <laughs> no worries at all. Sometimes I don't get the joke. Anka just kind of mumbles to himself, sometimes I'm the joke. Oh, no. No, Anchor, no, no. At which point, Enya immediately looks at your direction, Anchor, going, five nice things about yourself, mister. Huh? Aw. I heard that. Why do you want me to say five? me? <laughs> Enya, it just, you can't see her, her eyes because of the blindfold, but from, like, her mouth and her body language is extremely stern, if maybe a bit motherly, as she goes, what did I say? Why do you want me to say five nice things about myself? Do it. Uh, uh I'm a pretty good cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, As she's holding up a hand, like being sure to keep a counter. Anchor is just confused, just trying to think of nice things to say about himself. The, and and uh, I, I always want to protect strangers, even if they're mean to me. We need to work on that, but sure. Uh. I'm apparently good at making friends as I look at the with the people that I'm traveling with. Okay, that's three. Uh, um, he, Anchor doesn't say anything, he just kind of flexes awkwardly. Strong? Okay. 
I'll I'll count that. And um, I always put my heart into things. All right, there's five. How do you feel? Confused. Good. It's good to be confused. We'll work on that later. Anyway. Siobhan? Yes? Start using that. Five things that I like about myself. Five things that anyone likes uh, of anyone's self. An adventurer doesn't need to be self-downtrodden. Uh, all right. I... I can do that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can do that. You seem like the psychological head of Postal Karma, so I figured I would designate that to you and also conveniently give an example. Uh, well, thank you. I, I don't know if I'd call myself a psychological head. I mean... Postal Karma did have to go inside my mind and defeat my past trauma. It was a whole thing. Oh, really? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I stubbornly wouldn't stop wearing a circlet that was cursed. I might have lost my connection to Galahay. Like I said, it's a whole thing. Carmen kind of looks at your direction a little wide-eyed, confused, looking at Enya for a moment before looking back at you as Lyris um, speaks what the Carmen signs. Well, that's in the past at least, and something's changing, right? We're working on it. Mm hmm Closer. Well, speaking of change, though, uh, before you guys go, we need to give you uh, directions to get to the Crystal Caves. As well as something to help you uh, on your way back. Rain oh, from uh, her that... uh, middle finger and then like holds it up in between her fingers to the two of you. This is going to help you locate the first place that you think of. However, it can only help you look for that place. And you have to be close enough for the... For this rain to either uh, find it or find the nearest uh, bearer or person who is finding the same location. So if you need help getting back here after you do your initiation, well, first you're going to have to think of what place that you need to find first when you put it on. But when you think about it afterwards, it will give you a little bit of a light that kind of points in the direction of where you need to go. Ah, uh, thank you very much. I, I think something like that will come in very handy on our travels. Well, especially getting back here after the initiation. Hmm. Definitely get that. Uh, don't think that this is something special. Every party within the Bounty Folk has someone who has a ring of locating. So, 
It's more or less just to help people that especially don't have abilities or spells to just bring them back here on a dime. Wow. Uh, well, thanks for the reality check. She, she just kind of shrugs her uh, shoulders, giving a like giving a bit of a chuckle. <laughs> well, uh, where where is everyone else? As by that point, we are going to cut back to Angus and Cree. Angus. Cree, uh, not looking up from my journal. Uh, she got. She runs up to Angus, um, giving Moonjumper and Sunny pets as she comes up to him. Um, as as immediately, um, Angus, there is now, like you you thought Moonjumper was whacking his tail hard before. As soon as Cree comes in, as soon as Cree even shouts, his tail is going. Faster, it's going harder. You can feel it on the ground that you were sitting on. <laughs> I gently reach over and just grab his tail and hold it still by the very end of it. So it kind of does that weird little wiggly thing that dogs do. <laughs> as I as I just calmly look at the tree and go, yes. Um, I I think I don't remember their names. But uh, one of the people, or two of the people, uh, oh, they're looking for us. I think we're about to do our initiation thing now. Okay, I'll I'll come along with you. Oh, and do you know where Yorga went? Um, is she not still in the room? Did you check? I haven't. Well, I just wanted to come get you because I knew you were here. Let's go check in the room first. Okay. We'll see you soon, Moon Moon and Sunny. As the two puppers uh, look at you, smiling as puppers could ever smile. No, I love them. So, yeah, I'll say that you uh, make your way over to the dorm that you guys were in. Uh, Yorgia, are you still in the dorm or are you somewhere else? Um, I think she's still in the dorm. All right. Um, Angus is going to go in, but first he's going to turn to Cree and go, Cree, mm-hmm. I, would, I would like you to let me do the talking with Yorga. All okay. right. Okay. And then we're going to go in. Yorgia is kind of like doing her own thing. She looks like she's um she has like um you know like the altar mat. She's like um she looks like she's doing some like touch ups on like the stitching on it. Ooh. Okay. So um Angus steps into the room, I'm assuming followed by Cree. Yeah. Uh he's gonna close the door loud enough that Yorga definitely knows that he's there and he's going to wait a minute. Just kind of stand there. Make sure he's not interrupting anything. Yorgia looks up at him and like nods a little hello and then goes back to what she's doing. 
Yorga, when you have a moment, I need to talk. Uh, I'm not doing anything important. What's up? Ah, good. Sorry. I saw you futzing with your religion things. Re- religion, yeah. Oh, yes, that's what you... Which you I know what it's called. I was trying to <laughs> lighten the mood. Anyway. You, you mean religion? <laughs> oh, I see religion. You have, I see you have your bibli there. <laughs> your bibli? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. Your your ream bibli. Anyways. That was a joke on rhyme. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yorga. Um, it's time for us to go for the initiation that I know you're not thrilled about. Okay. Is that it? Pretty much. They would like us to go meet with them so they can give us some things or tell us some things. Well, you know, I'm not happy about it, but it's not like I have anywhere else to go, so I'm not happy about it, but I, I'm not going to put up a fight with going to this thing. Well, I would like to reassure you that I'm going through with it, and I have been given some extreme confidence that I should be able to leave at my choosing. Okay. And if anyone is going to put up a fuss, they'll have me to contend with. Uh, That is, if anyone's going to put up a fuss with you leaving. I'm going to leave and I don't care if there's a fuss. I'll be on another plane of existence by the time they want to put up a fuss. I mean, if anyone tries to hunt me down in Husuei Gakmeres, um... They'll probably get their ship sunk before they could even set foot on land if they seem like they are a threat. What I'm hearing is, if the two of us decide to leave and they don't want to let us, they would have no recourse to stop us, and in the meantime, we get all the amenities from staying. I fail to see how this is a problem for us currently. Honestly, me neither. And honestly, if I wouldn't want to stay behind for this whole initiation thing and then someone get hurt knowing that I could have possibly been able to prevent that outcome. I mean, I don't exactly love this whole traveling thing, but I don't want to see any of them get hurt. Neither do I, but we can discuss some more of this later. We do have a bit of a pressing appointment with royalty. Alright. They're waiting for us at the training grounds. I ran into a pole. You is what? That's what I found at the- is that why you got well- a bruise on your forehead? <laughs> Well, that was from the pillar I ran into earlier, and then I ran into a fence pole. Angus is going to gently pull Cree into his side and pet her hair while he casts Cure Wounds on her. Has... Well, I didn't take any damage, but thank you. He does, he appreciates he does, not, he does not care. <laughs> he loves her. Oh. Aww. 
has has she, the she child... smiles and gives him a hug. Has the child been? Has she gotten some like? Has, has the child has heard that they're going to that leave? aren't conducive to your normal diet been put into your body, Cree? What's conducive mean? Hey, what have you eaten today? What has yeah, have you eaten? Breakfast. What was breakfast? Um, a lot of stuff that smelled good. That, the vagueness of her answers just worry me further and further, don't they? Mm-hmm. Was there any alcohol involved? No, there was not. What alcohol tastes like? Bad. Well, no, because everything I I had was pretty good tasting. Not as good as Anchor's cooking, but it was still pretty good. Mm. You know what? We'll handle it as we go. It's not like she's the only minor. She's not actually a minor, though. What? Well, you don't know that. Nobody knows how old Kree is. Nobody's asked her. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was out of character. It was that okay. <laughs> um, well, I guess this is what happens when you take a child with on a cross-island adventure. Well, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be doing us that much harm to let children drink. Well, I would also not have want to deal with a drunk child. I mean, we already have enough of that when Corey gets drunk. Uh, don't don't remind me of drunk Corey right now. I have mixed feelings enough. Uh, you're telling me. I think my mixed feelings are different. Shall we? Yes. Let's let's uh, let's not keep the um the, the royalty waiting. It seems that would be a very Dangerous choice. Ah, mother of God. Are you what, okay? what, what happened? <laughs> oh, oh, no, what happened? I spilled more pickle juice in my fucking blouse. Robin! Robin! <laughs> you, really, you need to stop. Do, do you need a straw, honey? I'm not, I'm not drinking it. <laughs> Who drinks pickle juice? I mean, no, you're you're not. Like, it doesn't sound like you're drinking it. It sounds like you're spilling it. I feel like a towel. I'm just kind of like. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Em was trying to say a thing. Hold on. Oh, I said, who drinks pickle juice? I mean, my mom does, but who else does that? Me. I mean, I I do from time to time. I'm just not currently. I've mm. I once watched somebody drink some pickle juice. At work. Um, so let's go meet with the royals. <laughs> yes, you I know how to get there. A slight side note: it is a very mm-hmm. common practice in Texas. Now, moving on. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Cree, do you know a way to get there that doesn't involve running into anything? Yeah, I know. I just ran into the fence because I wasn't paying attention, but I know how to get there now. Well, Yorga, you were there yesterday, weren't you? Yes, yes, I was. You were I'm, indeed. She just she wants to lead the Kree's way, so I'll like, let her. Oh, yeah, uh, Kree's already like several steps ahead of him, and she like she like 
she turns back to him and just kind of like um, waits for them to catch up before like continuing on. Well, we're playing follow the leader with Cree, so I'm gonna allow her to try and show us her way of getting there. Fair enough. Works for me. <laughs> I I will say because I don't know how to make uh, what to make her roll for this um, <laughs> that Cree leads you well enough. You to be fair, cats do have a good sense of like home and direction. Yeah. She just gets distracted very easily. She is ADHD, Kitty. She is. <laughs> Bruh, that's all Kitty. But yeah, she Cree leads you back to the training grounds, which you which there you see Siobhan, Anchor, a dark haired, uh pale skinned uh elven uh masculine looking gentleman, uh, as well as Lyris. Enya and Carmen. Uh, as Who's the royalty ones again, I keep forgetting. <laughs> Enya and Carmen are uh, okay. the Lord and Lady. That's who it was. You told me earlier, but I, my brain hasn't registered who they You're are. You're fine. I'll get it eventually. As Carmen yeah, looks at Carmen, you, yeah. yeah. As Carmen looks at um, Yorgia, Angus, Cree, as you three are coming up, as Lyris speaks while Carmen signs. Oh, you're finally here. Got a little busy with uh, some of the food. Uh, no, not quite. More so, um, let's just say Cree has a very unique way of navigating this place. I She's going to take that as a compliment and smile. No. <laughs> it wasn't really meant as anything well now that you're all here uh, as Enya chimes in holding up the uh, the ring that she showed you Anchor and Siobhan one of you needs this this is I already explained it to uh, your sword folk here but this rain is going to help you guys find one place and one place only so you're gonna have to choose wisely i would really recommend here especially for when you go on quests like even your initiation because let's be honest we all get lost sometimes even when we are gun-ho to want to get stuff done so yeah, um, before I show you guys what path I recommend that you guys go in order to get to the Crystal Cave, um, who wants the ring? Anchor immediately yeah. points to Siobhan. Siobhan immediately points to Angus. <laughs> Angus, Angus holds out his hand. <laughs> Hell yeah! Way to go, Angus. Well, that settled it then. And she hands you the ring, and you indeed have the ring of locating, which I will add to your inventory momentarily. Woohoo! Well, that'll be very handy. Cree looks at it um, when it gets put in Angus's hand, just because she wants to look at it. It's not super-duper ornate. There is a... 
there's a gem in the middle that looks a lot like um like a rainbow quartz mm-hmm. it's also shaped in a way that's really prism like you're not sure how it works So the way that it works, it, it does. It doesn't have a familiar ring to it. Um. Ha. 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 I'm sorry. That's okay. I, wait. Do, do you think maybe I can call people on it, and when I do, it goes ring ring. <laughs> I think I think your puns are gems. I also think they're multifaceted. <laughs> Gosh, oh, it's just a rainbow of puns. Oh. <laughs> you could say it's a kaleidoscope Rob- of puns. <laughs> Robin's puns are always a treasure. Ah, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, Robin's got a real cache of puns stored up. I mean, we were playing a campaign. I thought we were doing puns. I mean, but, but okay, let's let's be real here. You're, let's be you're, honest with ourselves. You're here. killing the DM with all the puns. The guy who made that crystal there, I mean, he had to be under a lot of pressure. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my god, yes. No, no, no copyright. No copyright. ADHD brains all over the place. All of us are ADHD. I swear to all that is holy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's going to take um, five minutes really for it to attune to you, Angus. But when the five minutes are up, you can only pick one place for it to be able to give you directions on where to go within a 500 mile radius. Baskin Robbins. <laughs> uh, I scream, you scream, we all scream for fuck, we're lost. <laughs> um, and those are the uh, exact words that you need in order to turn it on for it to leave the way. <laughs> I scream, you I'm scream, kidding. We all scream for fuck, we're lost. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm, all right, I don't mean to quarry with you. So. Ah! <laughs> yes. Yeah, what can I say? I rock. <laughs> you guys just, hey. you guys just take me for granted. Yes! <laughs> okay, with that, because of timing and puns, I will just say that I'm setting um, it to I'm setting it to to here. Since okay. this is apparently where we're gonna live now. Well, uh before uh Enya shows you the map and the route uh, that she recommends to uh, get to the Crystal Cave, uh, Carmen and Lyris uh, do tell you that the the ring can change location, but it can only change um, when it has a completely new uh, bearer, and that bearer needs to attune to it, and once that new bearer is attuned, it can only have a brand new location. It cannot have um, the previous location and another location. It can only have the one that is preferred by the wearer. It can only have one location at a time, is what you're saying. Yes. Well, I mean, it also just needs to be... It's also just 
of locations that we've been before, right? Of the of locations that you have that you have been before, yes, but it can only it can only have one location at a time, not one location a day, one location per bearer. Okay, so riddle me this. So if somebody okay, so somebody puts on the ring, attunes to it, they choose a location, they take off the ring, they give it to somebody else. Um, they get a different location. If you give it back to that first person, is do they have to attune to it and pick a new location, or do they attune to it and it goes straight back to the first location they chose? Attune and pick a new location. Okay, neat. They, yeah, when they reattune, if they want the same location as before, they're going to have to go through the process all over again. So what you're saying is giving the ring to someone else is factory resetting it. Yes. You've just you've really got to keep your coal if you're the one that's, you know, keeping track of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Keep your metal Oh my gosh, I'm getting as a furnace in here if we don't continue this campaign. Funds aside, Enya gives you the route um, from the bounty folk to the entrance of the crystal caves, which I have put in the chat for you all. The line is kind of small, so you're going to have to zoom in. Excuse me. Oh, there it is. But yeah, the length of um, the the distance is about 320 miles of, tra of, of traveling to the entrance. Which the... How how much it takes you to go this way like exactly around the uh the mountains uh towards the northern part of the Monini coalition is going to take you about 32 hours of travel one way so 32 is that 32 hours of straight travel yeah 32 hours one way and As that's in... just that's constant travel if you can manage mm -hmm. that, or you could do um, two and a half days of the of traveling, including breaks. So, yeah, this is the start of your adventure, but you've Hooray! been you've been given a way to go. You have effectively a compass on your finger. To get you... Are y'all are y'all ready to set forth? Yep. Not really, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> are we taking yeah. a Cory with us or as a Cory or do we have to do this by ourselves? You are Coryless. Without Cory. Alright. Works for me. Cory. Cory disappeared after breakfast. We haven't seen him. Little bastard better show his face again. Alonzi! <laughs> <laughs> so, with your official taking of the, the of your initiation, um, you all are led to a seemingly completely different door than the one where you first came from as you are all with uh puppers in tow 
and a slightly upgraded uh, uh, wagon that has a little more space, as, as well as room for both puppers to be pulling the wagon. Oh. Ooh, fancy. You are led out into uh, the what looks to be the same um, kind of not-so-good-looking kind of ghost force that you guys were in when you first were led by Corey to here as you are given a farewell, don't die, hopefully you won't have any questions. If you do, we're sorry, we can't help, but have a good one. You can uh, come back here, um, answer the riddle, it changes every day, to get in, and you'll be good as gold. And the door closes. And as if mag- like, I'm not just as if by magic, with complete magic, you see the uh, the tower of the Bounty Folk Fortress just become shrouded in invisibility. Neat. Mm. Wow. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> wow. 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 And also, I will say... You, uh, one of you, has also been given a map with <laughs> with the directions. I'm gonna hold on to that. <laughs> gonna just gonna not even ask anybody else. Not gonna wait for everybody to point fingers at each other. Just gonna take that. That's fine. Anchor is already pointing at you anyway. <laughs> so, who wants to lead the poppers to Lisa Wagon? Well, Cree will do it. Roll me animal handling. You know she's always happy to do do the leading. As there's enough room in the back of the wagon for the rest of you to sit as well, as well as holding all your supplies. And a bit room for more. You are good. And the puppers are calm. You managed to calm down Moonjumper enough so that he doesn't try and zoom his way. And it's going to be a little harder for him to zoom, considering Sunny is also connected to the cart now. <laughs> yes. Oh, well. Shall we? Guess so. I, I, well, I, I wave a hand nonchalantly at the dogs. Mush. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. go. Do the oh goodness. Okay. <laughs> As the puppers begin to run, but not terribly fast, uh, uh, following the direction that um, Angus calls, while Cree makes sure that they also have a little bit of nudging to the said direction that they need to go to. Um. You all continue through this uh, this ghost forest, seeing the the ground and the remnant of these 
of these trees and the bark. Just a really sad and frightening gray. There is absolutely no color, as if everything has been just charred. Certainly an interesting place for a hidden adventurer's guild, but it's really, really off-putting. As suddenly, I need all of you to roll perception. Ooh. 24. Okay. I got a 14. Okay. 25. Okay. Fifteen. Okay, those of you that rolled above a fifteen. Oh, I just barely missed it. (laughs) You hear a is it a a squawk? A growl? A roar? You're not sure. It's It sounds scary, though. It's really hard to make out. Just about as hard... You think that, like, foxes are hard to make out what kind of sound that they make? This is worse. Those are foxes. As... You're gonna say a thing, Yorgia? Oh, Yorgia, when she hears the noise, unless, like, something happens immediately after the noise... Nothing has happened yet. Okay, um, Yorgio looks at everyone and says, let's just keep going. It's probably just some animal. If we... Let's just keep going. If it comes to us, we'll handle the situation. Let's not go looking for trouble. Huh? What? There's... I... There's some animal out there. Doesn't sound very friendly. I met lots of not friendly animals. I would like and to call a bunch them of friendly animals. It's animals. It's not human. Can we let so... Angus speak, you two? You don't even know what you're talking about. You didn't even hear it. <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, I would like to hold an action as we are traveling along in the cart now that we have heard this beast. Uh, my action is going to be uh, the minute I see anything uh, anything come from that direction, the direction of that noise, uh, I am going to cast Firebolt at it. Actually, no, I'm going to cast, yeah, Firebolt, Firebolt. Okay. That is my held action. So, if anything causes my action to trigger, I will cast Firebolt. Alright, is Angus near me? Yeah, I will say that that he's near you. Considering you all are... uh, The rest of you, outside of Kree, who is kind of sitting at the front with the reins, all of you, the rest of you are in the back of the the wagon. Well, okay, never mind. I was reading something wrong. Cool. Well, uh, Siobhan 
puts a ready hand on the hilt of her sword, but doesn't draw it yet. Oh, right. oh. I could use Divine Sense to determine if it's good or evil. Uh, you can certainly try. All right, I'm going to do that then. I don't know if, if animals can have alignments. I'm Some just saying, can. I'm just seeing if it's good or evil, and if it's not, then it, it's not anything that we have to worry about. I, I mean, it's relatively far away. It's getting very close. Is it 60 like, feet away? Yeah, it's more than 60 feet away. Okay, then I won't do it then. Also, said sword meant whip. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't have a sword. I had a sword at the at the training grounds, but I don't have a sword. As you all need to roll me perception again. Oh. 13. 16. Not one. Oh, no. 13. 13. Those of you that rolled above a 10. Good. Um, it is getting closer. You hear another shriek. And you also hear the sudden breaking of wind almost it it sounds like something is forcing its way through the, the through the air to flap something it, it could be wings it, yeah. it's what okay keep uh, finish finish your description and then i want to i want to roll to see if kree uh, can recognize it like a survival check or something. Oh, uh, I'll let you roll that now. Okay. I nat twenty. <laughs> From the sound, the the specific sound that you hear, yeah. your mind immediately goes, "Oh shit, it's a dragon." Um, guy. Yes, Kree. Yes, Kree. She kind of like turns like I don't want to alarm anyone, but I think what we might be hearing is a very good chance to be a dragon. We need to move. That's what now. it sounds like. Well fuck. as you hear getting closer and closer I I cannot do it. <laughs> It sounds like a cross between a pterodactyl and a banshee, but it is loud as it gets closer. And... Sorry. Yes. I, I wanted. I really wanted to try. That <laughs> actually is perfect. Thank you. As you see, coming up uh, from uh, from the horizon, um, now about uh, two hundred feet away, getting very close, like a lot closer. Uh, to you guys, uh, is a is an adult copper dragon. Kree gets that time my 
This is just like that time <clears throat> in the one shot my brother ran where he threw a adult green dragon at us. Fuck. Okay, but it's a copper dragon, so that means this this is one of the ones that can be reasoned with, right? Oh. I don't know dragon lore. Hey, it, um, it, wait, can, I roll, can I roll to know about dragon lore? I like meta knowledge, no. Wait, Yorgia, you wanted to say can a thing? Roll, like, I said, can we roll nature or history to know, like, can I roll to see if, like, Yorgia knows anything about how to handle dragons? Uh, for those that want to roll to see if they know how to work with dragons, you can roll. Roll me what? a history check. I'm just wanting to nudge Kree and say, we need to go now. Get Moonjumper and Suntancer to run now. I rolled a 15. I got a modded 21. Okay. I got a 16. Those of you that rolled higher than an 18. Me. <laughs> Dang it. Um, copper dragons, because they are not um, immediately associated with the chromatic dragons, are more easy to be reasoned with than their chromatic folk. Um, they cannot be tamed. They, ha they specifically have to be reasoned with. Uh, All right. Copper dragon is not it is not mean or at least doesn't try to be but uh copper dragons do have a tendency to be protective well how does this one look right now um it's pretty well grown um it has a few i mean in terms of like temperament does it look angry upset emotion emotionally how's the dragon feeling <laughs> um pretty neutral pretty neutral right now i say all right so not angry mm, i say that angry. it's not angry and it seems kind of chill we don't even need to interact with it we just keep walking it's not in our way we just Look, walk. we don't need to run. We're not even walking. We're riding a cart. Let's just keep keep going. Ignore it. Maybe it'll go away. Yeah, I don't I think mean, running. Um, Cree is Cree is going to cast speak with animals and look oh. at Sunny and Moon Moon. Okay, just stay calm just for a little bit, okay? <laughs> Scaly thing above as you hear another screech. It'll be okay, I promise, okay? I'm not gonna let anything hurt you. And if I thought it was going to hurt you, I'd let you know, okay? It's so oh, yeah. big. I know, they're really big and scary, but he doesn't look angry, so maybe they won't be mean, okay? Are you sure if people are getting scared, we should probably just bolt it? If we bolt, then it might think we are uh, guilty. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get out of here. It'll be okay. Just keep walking. And I'll let you know if we need to stop or if we need to run. But I don't think running is a good idea right now. Roll me. 
persuasion. As Moon Moon is very is getting scared more and more scared by the second, especially when there is another screech heard from the dragon above. I got a sixteen. Uh, let me double check on Moon Moon's stats, cause let's see persuasion. During all this, how are y'all feeling? I I am instinctively bringing up my shield to protect the party. Siobhan keeps like reaching for and stopping herself and reaching for and stopping herself her whip, knowing that, or at least now knowing, um, that fighting probably isn't such a great idea right now. Anchor doesn't know this. Anchor didn't even roll. Uh, she looks over at Anchor. I, I know, I know you want to protect us, and that's good. But trust me, uh, it's more scared of us than we are of it. Uh, yeah, not I'm not believing that in I the slightest. Think you're <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. No, no. You see, spiders have an innate bloodlust for all creatures. You're you're referring to snakes. Oh, yeah, it is snakes. But uh, that being said, that thing is not scared of us as in the slightest. But it is not looking to hurt us, so I, I fail to see the need for us to panic. I mean, so, so hungry or pissed off, we're fine. We should as, respect its territory. Moon Moon is still really scared. He's trying to listen to you, Kree, but he's conflicted. He's really, really conflicted. Um, Cree is going to... Alright, here's what she's gonna do. Wait a minute. Who's closest to her right now? Wait, I um, actually have a quick question before we address anything else. Yes. You said it was screeching. Yes. I speak draconic. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I speak draconic too. I speak draconic. Oh, shit! Uh, oh, shit! Both me and I oh, speak draconic so we can talk to the dragon. So, like, but what was it saying? Why was it <laughs> screaming? Um, you couldn't quite make it out. It was... They, now thinking about it, as, as chill of an exterior as the, the, as the dragon was flying, the words seemed more a little aggravated. Um, it was kind of funny, actually, considering the the dragon kind of flying overhead all of you was effectively going, God damn it, why do I have to look after these fuckers? Why do I gotta pick up their pieces? Ugh, gods be damned. <laughs> So this is just this is just a Monday for this dragon then. It, it is a Monday for this dragon. We are going to leave this this dragon alone. Oh god. Um Yorgia is like kind of has been like sort of like chuckling to herself the whole time. Just like quietly laughing under her breath at the whole thing. She uh, does she inform the party of what the dragon is saying? She's just having too much uh, fun listening to it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? 
can you not understand what he's saying? No, of course not. Yeah, that's he's, a hard no. You? He's just whining and complaining about having to like take care of someone else's mess. So what I'm hearing is not our problem. Nope, we're fine. So let's just go. Yeah, pretty much. As yeah. you, sounds good to me. As Yorgia, mm-hmm. you actually hear hear the dragon as they continue flying off above you, past you. This is what I get for helping Kogjaris. As Kogjaris is a dragon of myth that you remember in some lessons at home. Originally being taught more as like a a, a myth or at least something... Like a parable? That should not be... Yeah, more like a parable. But it's said that Kogjaris is a is an ancient blue dragon. So I think Kogjaris isn't real. Yeah. You, you believe that Kogjaris is not real. However, this copper dragon just name-bombed him. Yorgia looks to Angus, who seems to be the only one who also understands what this dragon is saying, and was like, have you heard of Kaljaris before? Also, second question. Yes. Is is he a... Was Kaljaris taught as a not-good person? Kaljaris, considering blue dragon... Chromatic dragon? Mm-hmm. Yes. Kogjaris was taught as a not good dragon. Oh. In oh. in legend, mm-hmm. uh, in legend from what you were taught at home, Kogjaris was said to be one of the uh, one of the pets of Galapar who fell out of grace uh, after wishing to not be basically bound to servitude to the Reim by Galapar's orders. Oh, 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 okay. But again, you were taught that that was a myth. Uh, yeah, so, so Yorg is dealing with a lot right now she's just she looks if you were to look at her she looks like so confused but also it's an underlying look of terror like finding out that um not only are ghosts real they are also um not good (laughs) Uh, does Siobhan notice the look on Yorga's face? I, don't I, know I will that. say that I would say those that are currently inside the wagon would notice her face. Kree is yeah, Kree is just very focused on keeping Moon Moon and Sunny calm right now. Um, and in fact, like I was going to say a little earlier, like she almost like crawls forward a little bit to just like 
like give them pets as like as she can. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Yuria doesn't say anything other than to Robin. Do you know what's his name again? Kalkjaris. Um. Yeah. Have you heard of Kalkjaris before? I I I have, and I was also able to hear that. Um, I thought that was a fake. You, and that's all Yorgia says. She's now just staring at this dragon flying away, looking I, I, terrified. Angus says, uh, may I make a suggestion? Yes. Uh, Angus is going to cast invisibility on the cart. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, oh, we're floating now. Anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible as long as it is as long as it is on the target. Does that count the dogs? I think so. That's up to the DM. I mean, considering the, the is... rains and and things like that, everyone everyone is interconnected. I will allow it. So, we are currently oh. all invisible and I'm going to look at everyone and quietly say, "No one Get off the cart and be as quiet as possible. And this should be absolutely fine. I just want to say that technically the cart is wearing the wolves by the reins. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that would count. Yes. That is what the DM just said. Yes. Yes, yes. that is in fact what she said. That is in fact what he said. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You're, you can just see Yorgia quietly having a panic attack as if she just saw Cthulhu rise from the oceans. <laughs> hey, well, hey. shit. Um, I'm gonna say that Kree probably realized, like, oh, Angus cast invisibility and we're all invisible, so she's going to... She, she kind of lets um, the dogs know, like, the dragon can't see us anymore. So as long as we're quiet and just keep moving, everything will be okay. You see, he's already flying away. He wasn't focused on us at all. It's okay. See, I wouldn't like roll, roll perception for Moon Moon. Perception sorry, or persuasion? Sorry, I meant persuasion. Why did I say perception? Because they started with a P. Yeah, I will roll. kill you, dog. Don't kill Moon Moon. Moon Moon, don't do it, Moon Moon. Mm-mm, don't do it. I will I will wear you as a hat, dog. I got a 24. Good, because... Right Thank <laughs> God. Moon Moon kind of side... Uh, well, you had to roll against uh, him, and oh. he had rolled a 14... <gasps> oh, I'm so, so glad you're I fine. Woof, <laughs> woof, indeed. <laughs> so, like, Moon Moon looks at you, like, turns his head as best as he can, look at you, gives a really scared and pitiful whimper. <laughs> Are you sure? Positive. I wouldn't lie to you. He he looks at uh, Sunny for a moment. Sunny looks at you. Are you positive that we can run? 100%. Yeah. 
We have to be quiet, so I don't think we should run, run, but we can definitely pick up the pace. That way we can get out of here quicker, and we don't see the dragon again. At which point both of the puppers pick up speed. I mean, this lasts for an hour, so like, let's do what we can with that hour. <laughs> Yorgia is going to be like hyper training on what the copper dragon is like saying if she can hear anything else of what he has said. Even uh, mm-hmm. it's been enough time to where, unfortunately, right now he's far away enough to where you can't discern a hundred percent. If you really want to try and hone in on him. I will need you to roll perception. Okay. I rolled an E. You can't really make out. It, it. You can't really make it out. It sounds like more mumbling, random shit. <laughs> but mm. this, as, uh, again, the, like, the more and more that the dragon keeps talking, though, the more that the dragon keeps holding on to this subject, the more aggravated that they start sounding. Okay. Until you... Uh, towards the end, you especially hear a really loud, just, roar of anger, like, fuck this! So are we... Did the dragon fly in the same direction that we're going? No. Uh, you guys have been following your path. Um, the dragon kind of intersected. So, like, if you guys you guys are going um, northeast, the dragon has been flying southeast. So, okay. the dragon has, like, intersected you guys and he's flown past you. He's going okay. inland. Ah, uh, okay. Yorgia is thankful, but also frustrated. Ugh, I don't like that. At all. Don't like that. Me neither. Why don't you like it? <laughs> okay, that's all you need to say. Words. Use your words. Um, dragon bad I didn't think uh-huh. copper dragons were bad though uh um, um not that Yorgia uh, takes a breath um that um so that dragon has been talking about um a very very ancient dragon that I thought was a myth taught to scare kids and turns I don't know if that dragon is just having some sort of weird mental break or what but I don't like that also can you write the name in chat because I cannot remember how to say this name yeah I just did check uh, the chatter okay well, that's all the reason I need. Let's get the fuck out of here. As the puppers have still been running. Uh, and at at this point, given the the puppers running, um, I'll say it's been about 
40 minutes uh, that the puppers just ran. Um, and 40 minutes straight of running, especially fear, adrenaline pumped running for the puppers, has gotten them a little tired. Hey guys, I think Moon Moon and Sunny have tired themselves out a bit. Do you think we should stop for a little bit? Let them rest? Are we in a safe place to stop? I mean, dragon-wise. Uh, there is no dragon overhead. You started, uh, you found some patches of actual living ground. You're not quite out of the, the, that, the dead yet, but you're, you're seeing patches of live plants on the ground. You're, you're getting close. All right. Um. Yeah, I suppose we should set up camp. Well, it's um it's still um afternoon currently. It's not nearly that late. Well, I suppose we can rest for a bit, maybe have something to eat. All right, if if everyone thinks it's safe. How does everyone feel about that? I'm okay with stopping. I just want to give Moon Moon and Sunny a rest. Yorgia? Angus? Yorgia isn't really responsive. She's just kind of grappling with the information she was just imparted by a very disgruntled dragon. dragon. If you guys are going to try and stop here though keep in mind there there's not really a spot for water here there's not really a lot of spot for grass or anything that's relatively comfy there there are some living grass patches okay. but not a whole lot well we aren't okay well in that stopping. case um it's been 40 minutes kree's gonna use another um uh speak with animals do you guys need a quick rest, or are you okay to go a little further to see if we can find somewhere that'll be a little nicer? We can slow down. Water. Maybe. Please. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, she looks back at the others. Does anyone have any water? They're really thirsty. I have my water skin on me. Yeah. I think we all have hey. water skins, don't we? Yeah. Hang on. Let me check something real so. quick. I have a pot that we can use as a... I have two pots that we can use as bowls for them. That's Perfect. up for y'all to decide. Let's let's do that then. Let's get Moon Moon and Sunny watered, and then maybe we can keep going on a little further. Just a little further. And then we can find a nice spot to maybe have a little lunch, and then, and then we can keep going until we make the camp. Which, at the point where um, those of you that step out to put water in your, your pots for the puppers, 
you lose your invisibility, but thankfully, the the screeching from the dragon is so far, far off in the distance, uh, southeast, that you're you're really not worried right now. I mean, Moon Moon, Moon Moon is a lot more worried than Sunny. Sunny is a little shaky. Moon Moon could probably piss himself. So Robin has um, just poofed, either internet or going to sleep or both. Poor dear. But I guess for for simplicity's sake, and also for a good starting point for next week, um, all of you work together to feed and water the puppers to help them calm down and have some more energy. Um, the invisibility... Uh, stops after another 20-ish minutes. Um, you finally find a place that not only has some nice comfy grass, but a very uh, small uh, inlet lake um, right on the... right at the start of the mountain range. Well, at least with the mountain... Uh, with the mountains uh, in the horizon... So, Robin. you find Robin. you find a good spot, yeah. and you are making camp near the lake. Okay. Well, Robin. Tyler. Well, well, Robin's back. Hi. Yeah. Hang on. Oh. Oh, I was saying that for Tyler because Tyler l- like did not <laughs> acknowledge your return and just continued trucking. <laughs> So Sorry. that's not where we're going to end today's session. <laughs> yeah, so if, if Robin feels like uh, they can be out for another half hour, that is not where we're going to end quite yet. I, I'm I'm wording this towards like, oh yeah, time has passed. You guys have gone a little farther. You guys have crossed the border over into the Monony Coalition, following the path that Enya gave you. You found a small lake for the puppers to have some water and for you guys to boil some water if you choose. Make some food, make camp, do what you want to or need to. Because it is now getting to uh, late evening. Okay. Hold on. I actually have not heard Robin talk. Are you still there, Robin? Yeah. I'm here. Uh, You guys hear me? Yeah, there you, there are. you are. Yep, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that first you time. You said, "Yeah, Discord crashed." That's maybe you guys just need to listen to her better. <laughs> okay, quick question: Can you guys hear me a little better now? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. much better. I was able to hear her just fine. You guys, I'm just built different. No, I wasn't able to hear. Ro- I didn't see circle light up at all. I heard again. I'm built different. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just sitting here, and uh, then suddenly Discord was just like, "Hey, I could he I could hear Robin. Just Robin was often being talked over. It Oof. sounded like it sounded like Robin was miles and miles and miles away, but not now. Now now you sound fine. Everything's good now. Yay, Robin is back. Robin is yay." so very tired and i do have to get up in like uh six and a half hours oh gosh do you want us to stop do you want us to stop now so that you can get some sleep i mean 
please. Either we can stop now, or you guys can continue the last like thirty-ish minutes without me. Y'all should. Uh, I don't want to do that. I prefer I stopping now. Without you. Yeah, this is a natural I... stopping point. Hmm. Sorry. You're okay. It's not your fault you have to wake up in six and a half hours. Yeah, you're tired. Mm. That's fine. You have no reason to apologize. You are precious. Mm. That's not accurate. You are precious and you are pretty. Robin? (laughs) I think Em is dying. Robin, five nice things. Well, before we go into the five nice things, how about we cl- how about we do our outro? Yeah, that all right. Oh yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, this has been another episode of Tabletop Continuum. This has been Ty, M, Austin, uh, Robin, Valkyrie, and Melissa. As we all say, bye bye. Enjoy your long rest. Mm-hmm. Indeed, enjoy your long rest. <laughs>